Nina and Jules, it's over. Your company, Fresh Fine Wine, is basically out of business. And as of September 7th, you're no longer involved with the company because they couldn't or just didn't pay you. As an entrepreneur, I'm sorry to hear about the end of Fresh Fine Wine. I never want to root against someone. But as someone who values integrity, good riddance to Fresh Fine Wine. I can't wait to hear how you, or I guess your publicists, spin the demise of the company. You know, the company you say you, quote, founded, created, started, birthed from within us. I love that one. And are are authentically involved with. Your words, or the company's words, not mine. As far as I can tell, Fresh Fine Wine was not created by you, Nina and Jules. In fact, it was created at least a year, probably a year and a half before Nina and Jules were officially involved. And that's just the beginning of the lying, cheating, stealing, and downright absurdity that is your company. So let me get this off my chest right now. What were you thinking? And where were you over the last couple months as the implosion of the company accelerated? Well, the whole world can see because it's all over social media. As the 5th, or is it 8th, 12th CEO, and the 9th, 10th, 11th, I lost track, CFO quit, as well as the board member whose husband is responsible for making your wine left the company, as usual, you are living your best social media lives, posting stories about your other priorities like traveling, working out, and of course, bikini pics. Always bikini pics. I look forward to the backlash I get over that comment. Seriously, I will listen and learn. But you're posting pics of yourself smiling in bikinis while your company is going under. I, I have to question that. And you've been doing that for two years. But don't worry, Nina and Jules, this podcast isn't just about you, as you alone weren't responsible for wiping out over $120 million, $120 million in shareholder equity. Fresh Fine Wine is a story about celebrity influencers enticing their 30 million followers by romping around the globe with famous friends, while the company acts as a slush fund for charlatan executives, their network, and of course, Nina and Jules. In my opinion, it's a story of fame, fortune, and wine, on which the press happily got drunk and forgot to do their job, or better yet, didn't want to offend a powerful Hollywood agent or two representing A-list celebs. I mean, why would Variety or The Hollywood Reporter write anything negative about you or your company if that means they wouldn't get access to Tina Fey, Brendan Fraser, Norman Reedus, Martin Freeman, Kerry Washington, or any of the dozens of brand-name celebrities represented by Nina and Jules' agents? You'd have your fans believe the founding of Fresh Fine Wine went something like this. BFFs, actor Nina Dobrev of The Vampire Diaries, and actor and dancer Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars, are in a hot tub, sipping wine, scrolling Instagram, and talking about movies, music, and crazy dance fitness trends. The wine flows as fast and free as the bubbles from the hot tub jets while the sun sets over a Malibu mansion. The duo lament that they'll probably have a hangover the next morning and quickly book their $799 mobile IV treatments. But they know there has to be a better way. That's when it hits them. They'll create wines that fit their active and holistic lifestyles, Low-carb, low-calorie, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir that embody warmth and a deeper connection to wellness. And if you drink the wine, you don't feel the effects of the hangover the next morning, according to Jules. Hmm. Again, your words, not mine. Gwyneth has goop, Jessica has honest, Rihanna has Fenty, Kim has... Well, Kim has everything. 
Rena and Jules, you now have fresh fine wine. As the pandemic devastates the globe and millions of people die, we see you learn the wine business in the same way you'd produce and star in an indie film passion project. You pour your whole lives into this. Within a year, you learn everything from edifology to harvesting and crushing, authentically working with a master winemaker in Napa to produce a unique award-winning product. In March of 2021, you officially launched Fresh Fine Wine. The rest of 2021 is a blur with sports partnerships, rapidly growing wholesale distribution, landing a seasoned female executive with experience at American Airlines and PepsiCo, who quickly moves from CMO to CEO. And by the end of the year, Nina and Jules are celebrating their company's IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. The press gush about the women-owned business. The BFFs do dozens of interviews where they talk about creating or starting fresh fine wine. But as with Instagram versus reality, just about everything was a lie or damn close to one. We'll cover a lot on this podcast, and as new information hits, or if anyone representing Nina and Jules responds to my multiple requests for comment, I might shift focus. But here's an overview of nine potential episodes. In no particular order, let's call this episode Say Anything. We'll cover the early days of Fresh Fine Wine when it was called Fresh Grapes. Long before Nina and Jules were involved in the company they created. Hmm, that sounds like a sci-fi film. Well, anyways, Fresh Grapes had a life of its own. Kinda. You see, Fresh Grapes, now Fresh Fine Wine, doesn't actually make its own wine from its own grapes in its own facility. This isn't actually that uncommon in the industry, but the way Nina and Jules post pics of themselves posing in a vineyard makes you think they're out there harvesting their own grapes. That's so not what's happening. Fresh Fine Wine reminds me of Lloyd Dobler's career plans in the movie Say Anything. John Cusack, who plays Lloyd Dobler, says, I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything sold, bought, or processed, or repair anything sold, bought, or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. That's Fresh Fine Wine in a nutshell. What they call an asset-light business really means they don't do much beyond, one, a lot of expensive marketing, and two, losing a lot of money. And they definitely don't do what Nina, Jules, and crew want you to think they do. Which leads me to the next episode called Three Card Monty, or maybe 17 Card Monty. If you don't know what Three Card Monty is, it's a con, a confidence game. The real founders of Fresh Fine Wine, Rick Neccio and Damian Novak, in my opinion, played a shell game with the company's finances, as well as the finances of their related companies. And there are so many related companies, including the producer of a competing wine brand. I need a whiteboard the size of a small city. Let's say a small city in Minnesota, where the company is actually based, not Napa, California and a full forensic accounting team to properly illustrate the payments flowing through and across their businesses. When I walk you through everything I've researched, you'll think I'm as crazy as the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Speaking of Alice in Wonderland, one of their related companies is called Rabbit Hole Equity. Yes, you heard that right. I can't make this shit up. And yes, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Let's call this next episode The Scales of Justice. There have been two lawsuits that I know of against Fresh Fine Wine or its executives. Both of these lawsuits are from former CEOs, one of whom is that female executive from American Airlines and PepsiCo I mentioned earlier. Her name is Janelle Anderson. 
she had to turn whistleblower because of the behavior of the founders, as well as alleged misappropriation of funds by Nina Dobrev. Yeah, you heard that right. While the party settled before going to trial and no one had to admit fault, Janelle was awarded a million dollars. That says something about the merits of her case. And the facts of the lawsuit are public record. This next episode should be called Bottom Feeders. The company has gone through multiple CEOs and CFOs in just four years. That happens. But the resumes of many of those CEOs and CFOs leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, if you can't put in proper financial controls at other public companies, or better yet, are on the audit committee of other public companies that can't put in proper financial controls, maybe you shouldn't be employed as a CEO, CFO, or member of the Fresh Fine Wine Board of Directors. People in business talk about putting together a dream team or hiring A players. What Fresh Fine Wine has done is consistently hire D players who get A's in knowing how to make money for themselves instead of shareholders at companies that have no business being publicly traded entities. Another episode might be called Tribe of Five. Now bear with me. Nina's agent is Tracy Brennan of Creative Artists Agency, commonly known as CAA. She represents some of the most well-known stars in the world. Tracy Brennan's husband is Trent Bruin. As far as I can tell, Trent Bruin set up an LLC in California called Tribe of Five a couple of months before he was paid somewhere around $8 million in stock at the time of the IPO to lock in Nina Jules as celebrity spokespeople for Fresh Wine Wine. So many questions here. First, if it's their own company, meaning Nina and Jules' own company, why did the chairman of Fresh Fine Wine have to sign a contractor agreement with someone else named Trent to lock in Nina and Jules? I mean, where did this guy even come from? Second, isn't it the responsibility of Tracy Brennan, Nina's agent, as well as Richard White's, who's Jules' agent, to lock them into any business deal? And third, and most baffling to me, Why did Trent get so much stock in the company for doing basically nothing? Except, I guess, going home for dinner and saying, Honey, maybe we should sign up Nina and Jules and I'll get paid $8 million. And then he got paid even more for advising the company with respect to marketing, which I don't think he has any experience in. Granted, he has been endorsed on LinkedIn as a dating coach. So, yeah. This all sounds way too incestuous to me. No punchy name for this next episode. You don't get punchy for me when I think you violated SEC rules. Now I'm looking into a couple possible violations, but let's start with potentially false or misleading statements. In a May 23, 2023 press release, you said your winemaker, Jamie Whetstone, has come on full-time. Well, hold on here. Jamie owns his own winery, Whetstone Wine Cellars. Jamie never stopped actively promoting his own winery or working there, so he actually has another job, so he can't be full-time with Fresh Vine Wine. Your statement sounds misleading or false to me. Second, the same press release said, I'm also adding Chelsea Cooper as our chief marketing officer. Chelsea Cooper is at best a fractional CMO and more likely a consultant. She's actively been promoting her consulting business and associated clients just as much as she's been promoting fresh fine wine. She's not your CMO. Again, a false or misleading statement. 
I wonder what Harvard's Division of Continuing Education would think of one of their TAs lying. Hmm. This next episode is called Shameless, or maybe just Fishy. It'll cover some of the investors in fresh fine wine, as well as some odd trading patterns in the stock. This episode is still way, way early stages, so a lot might change. But right now I'm focused on two investors. First, there's CSS LLC. What the hell is CSS LLC? Why would they invest in fresh fine wine through a special subscription rights offering of common stock and warrants, and how much are they regretting their decision? Second, I think your most recent investor, Stephen E. Appellant, was accused by the SEC of pumping a stock by exploiting fears of a bioterrorism attack after 9-11. I mean, what the hell? If I have the right guy, you're in bed with some shady people. If I have the wrong Stephen Appellant, don't worry, because there's plenty of downright shady and weird penny stock investments among or between this Stephen Appellant and companies run by former or current executives of Fresh Fine Wine. Phew. Okay. And now for the actual trading in the stock. On July 3rd, 2022, 123 million shares of your stock were traded. Okay. I think the public float is around 7 million shares. So that means each share was traded over and over and over again. And again, and again? Look, that just doesn't happen. And if I forget about the public float, insider trading records don't show trades that would explain this. Oh, and the average daily trading volume for the 11 months prior was only 70,000 shares. Something just smells. There might be an episode called Lies, 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 Lies. There are so many lies. I'll highlight and explain these throughout many podcast episodes, as the goal is to share the truth about fresh fine wine. But I might need a special episode to cover the best of the best, or I guess in this case, the worst of the worst. And then there's a consistent theme you'll hear throughout, as well as maybe a big episode that should be called Nina and Jules, What Were You Thinking? I wish I could interview Nina and Jules, but I don't think I'll get any statements directly from them because their publicists have stuck their heads in the sand and aren't replying to my emails. Not smart. When PR goes silent, that says something. So here's the deal. Nina and Jules, you've positioned yourselves to your rabid followers as founders or creators of this business. You and the company have said you're authentically involved. If that's true, you can't say you didn't know about all the shit that's been happening at Fresh Fine Wine. Lawsuits, a revolving door of executives with questionable credentials, fishy financials, paying your agent's husband millions of dollars in stock for doing nothing, losing over $100 million in shareholder equity, and the list goes on. I know you don't have MBAs, but Jules, your agent is the co-chairman of William Morris. Janelle Anderson, former CEO, said she, she called you guys incredibly savvy business partners but what authentic owner of a company goes to a high-end resort in Austria and posts pictures of herself smiling in a bikini on a paddleboard the same week that the company loses its CEO, CFO, and board member? Alternatively, if you've been lying and aren't involved beyond drinking wine, allegedly stealing money from the company, stealing from yourselves, doing photo shoots, and being paid to hawk fresh by wine, Then you've lied to your 30 million followers on social media for years, not to mention the press. So which one was it? 
Were you authentically involved with all the terrible choices Fresh Vine Wine has made that has led to over $100 million in shareholder equity being wiped out, or were you lying? I don't care which one, but I think the young women who look up to you deserve more than pretty pictures on Instagram. Life's hard sometimes. We all make mistakes. Maybe sharing that with the world would not only be cathartic to you, but beneficial to those who look up to you. So, nine-ish episodes planned thus far, and really, those are just some of the tasting notes. There's so much more to cover, and I'll probably have a bunch of shorter episodes sprinkled in to cover breaking news. So, switching gears here, why am I starting this podcast? First and foremost, I think this is a downright fun story. You hear tales of celebrities and business execs making questionable decisions, potentially committing fraud, and mishandling finances. But the beauty of the true story about Fresh Fine Wine is that it has all those things and so much more. It's as if someone tried to write a sketch comedy about Enron, FTX, Theranos, Martha Stewart's insider trading, Winona Ryder's shoplifting spree, and Miley Cyrus's twerking at the VMAs. Put it all together and you get the true story of Fresh Fine Wine. But this isn't a joke. This isn't made up. This isn't ripped from the headlines, lightly based on fact. What I'll share is grounded in thousands of pages of public SEC records, public court documents, other public records, and multiple interviews. Second, there's just too many messy, ugly, and questionable activities swirling around Fresh Fine Wine, Nina Dobrev, Julianne Huff, Rick Neccio, Damian Novak, many former executives and officers of Fresh Fine Wine, some recent investors, and related companies. Were some actions by Nina, Jules, and others just naive? It's absolutely possible. Stupid? Probably. Immoral and misleading? I think so. Bordering on criminal? You'll have to decide. The truth about fresh fine wine reminds me of Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Look, I'm no Upton Sinclair, and I have little expectation that sharing this story will lead to reform. But if two celebrities hung up their bikinis for a couple weeks and told their followers the truth, or the New York Stock Exchange enforced a couple rules, I'd be over the moon. And finally, this combines my interest in business and entertainment. In college, you could find me reading a copy of The Economist right after devouring the latest edition of Entertainment Weekly. I was a clown at children's parties who read S1 statements. I figure if anyone was meant to tell this story, it's me. So, please join me for the true story of Fresh Fine Wine.